Hi everyone, Daniel Ramsey here, the CEO of My Outdesk and the host of Scale the Podcast. This podcast is dedicated to having conversations that unlock the exact formula and strategies multi-million and billion dollar companies use to scale their business. You can visit me on our website at scalethepodcast.com or listen to this podcast on iTunes or Google Play. Back in 2015, I got into a business dispute and there was so much pain inside of our business with this dispute that I was searching for a relief. And a friend of mine said, oh, I know an attorney. So they made an introduction, I trusted this friend, and that attorney actually led us down a bad path. They gave us bad advice. It actually almost cost us millions of dollars and the business. And the reality was after the fact, what I found out was he was a junior woodchuck as a vendor. Like he had never practiced business law and he had never represented a company our size in a litigation this type. And so in this instance, I'm like, oh my God, I screwed up one of the most basic vendor selection processes you could even have as a business owner. And I learned a lot of lessons through that process. So that's what we're gonna talk about is like how to select the right vendor, how to negotiate terms so there's meat for them, like a win for them and a win for you. And then last, like once they're in, how do you educate them about your business? Because this is a challenge that most vendors have is they'll sign a contract and then they're like, okay, what do you guys do? Like, how am I gonna serve you? And so how do you educate them, hold them accountable and make sure you're getting the value that they promised in your contract? We're gonna go through these three steps so that you can select the right vendors so you can supercharge your business. When you're selecting a vendor, like the traditional way is like Yelp it, right? Like what's their Yelp reviews? Um, you know, what are their reviews online? Can I talk to a couple customers? But the problem with that is it can all be um, magicianed or magicked exactly the way you want it. And that's the issue is they could select their own customer, right? They could select a champion customer that they're giving a huge discount to. And for that discount, they have to talk to potential customers like you and tell them good news. So it's very difficult. And plus reviews online, once you get to a particular volume, like once you get to 500 or a thousand reviews, then there's some reality to them. But another place to juice that is they could just ask for reviews in the first 30 days of the contract, not reviews after a year or two years of servicing. And did they get the outcome? So the best advice that I can give you when selecting a vendor is like, do they have a deep level understanding providing the value for your outcome that you just wrote down? I'll give you an example. That attorney that we talked about in my story, like. I didn't ask him how many cases have you actually gone to court and battled on that are business related disputes. Had I asked that one question, he would have gone like, oh, actually this is the first one. And I would have been, whoa, you know? So the first question is like, show me proof that you're an expert in this particular area. Right? So if you're hiring a marketing firm or a CPA firm or whatever it is, and you have an outcome that is like, I want my taxes reduced by 30%. You don't want to go to a CPA who's never reduced taxes by 30%. You're going to go to your CPA and say, hey, look, I'm looking for a new relationship in my CPAs and I need to reduce my taxes by 30%. Is this something that you have a lot of experience in? And can you name all the people that you've done that for? And can you give me third party validated proof 
that this is the world that you live in. That's probably my number one thing. Number two, you wanna see if they have volume, business volume, solving that problem. Um, I like to look at Dun & Bradstreet's, Zoom Info, some third-party validation that they have large revenue. If you go to a ven vendor and they're a one-man shop or a couple people, uh, be scared because they haven't had a long track record of proving or solving that problem for a vast majority of clients. So the second area of leverage in selecting a vendor is do they have a lot of revenue from customers solving the same problem or getting to the same outcome that you're trying to solve. That's probably the other place. Third, and I wanna distinguish vendors who are have a business model where this is what they do versus the outside consultant who has a deep level of experience. Just know which one you're hiring, right? And we all know this. If they're a generalist and they're like, we're doing it all, you wanna be afraid of that particular vendor because that's not what you want. You want that deep specialist who they have experience on that platform and they, they, manage, they currently manage millions of dollars on that platform. So they don't have to learn the platform. They don't need to test. The biggest mistake is business owners allow vendors to go to school on their revenue. So when, when a vendor has never done it before or doesn't have a deep knowledge or expertise and you're buying their services to then have that vendor go learn how to do that platform, you're basically paying for their education with your revenue and it's horrible. So the question here is, is this a generalist company? Like is this marketing company really just a jack of all trades and they don't have any deep expertise? Or are they a marketing company that has a deep expertise in this one particular area? And that's what you want. You want the expert. And so it's really important in vendor selection to know who you're hiring and make sure they have a deep expertise and a long track record of success that you can independently verify. So now you're negotiating. You found the vendor, you selected the person that you wanna work with or the two people. I always like to have two. Uh, the beauty about having two is you can find out you know, what their negotiation points are, what their contracts are, and you can pen them against each other. So at minimum two, sometimes three vendors, are amazing in this point. Again, make sure you've selected the right people to actually go to this next stage, which is the contract negotiation. You've defined the outcome, you've selected the vendor, now you need to get them to put their promises in writing. This is a big deal. Sales organizations, and this is something that a lot of uh, leaders and owners and entrepreneurs miss. The job of a sales team is to make promises that your operations team can then deliver against. And in the vendor world, it's the same concept. The, the vendor has a salesperson who has verbally said, oh, we can do this, we can do that, we, we're happy to do it. And then it gets down to contract and somehow all of their promises and your outcome, the reason you originally came to that particular vendor, they're not even in the contract. And so this is a common negotiating mistake. The vendor will have, okay, I want $20,000 a month, and we're gonna do these services. And you're like, but what about my outcome? Like, do these services reach this outcome? And where are all the promises of all the extra stuff that your salesperson said? So in this stage, what you need to do is to take the outcome, the promises the salesperson had in the vendor, and drop them into results that you can measure inside of the contract. So today I'm hiring you, let's say it's July 1st. It's midway through the year. 
at the end of the year, meaning in six months, I should expect this result to land for my business and it should look like this. And that needs to be in the contract. And you wanna articulate the value that that will bring for your business so that you can have the vendor appropriately price it. So a mistake that other people make is, you know, you're, let's say you're buying leads from a marketing vendor and you're like, I'm willing to pay $300 per lead, but the reality is it costs you $1,000 today to buy that same lead and you're trying to lowball the marketing team. So it's really important, or this marketing vendor, it's really important that you know exactly the value that they're gonna bring for your business and you can appropriately price their effort and their work so they're a vendor who will pay attention to you as a customer. So in this section, it's just make sure that you can take your outcomes, the promises they made, get it into contract, and you know the value that it's gonna bring for them as a vendor and you as a business owner. So the last part of this whole process is how to get the vendor up to speed inside your business, how to hold them accountable, and maintain a healthy relationship. You actually want your vendors to love working for you which sounds ridiculous because most people wanna make this a financial transaction. I'm gonna pay you $10,000 a month and I expect this delivery. But the reality is they're humans, we're relational. And so if the vendor really likes working with you and you make it easy for them, it's gonna be a more positive working relationship and probably the vendor's gonna be more successful, therefore you're gonna be more successful. And that's what we all want. So number one is there needs to be a project timeline attached to the contract. So it's really important that there are milestones put inside of the contract so that you and the vendor can review those milestones and you can hold them accountable to a time frame for adding value to your business. So milestone one might be in the first 30 days, you need to learn our business and understand what we want. And so you wanna define that milestone and attach it as an addendum to the contract. So if they're gonna learn your business, how are you gonna help them learn your business? If it's a marketing vendor, you gotta teach them what your clients want, what your value proposition is, who the audience is. Like there's just a whole plethora of information that you need to give to them. They've never worked with a company like yours. And so it's super important that you're bringing them up to speed in a project timeline way so they can actually add value to your business. Number two, you wanna make sure that there's some metrics that you're measuring for them as a vendor. And those metrics are clearly defined and bi-directional. And what that means is that they've measured on their side, you've measured on your side, and they match up. Like what they're saying is happening and what you're seeing is happening is the same thing throughout the entire milestones of the relationship. From the beginning to the very end, you wanna make sure that there's a clear results-oriented talk that happens on a regular cadence. So let's say you're working with a tax person and they're agreed to do an analysis of your business. Well, there should be a timeline, there should be a vendor, there should be meetings that are regular, they should be providing you a report, you should meet about that report. There just has to be a lot of coordination that most people don't understand when they hire and select a vendor. So those are some of the things that really, really make a vendor relationship a win-win. Um, the last point, it's really important that you're celebrating the wins with the vendor. And this is something that people miss. Isn't the win that I paid them $10,000 a month? No, that's revenue to their business. But making the vendor feel a part of and also 
rewarding their success with a little celebration costs you nothing and it'll mean a lot to that particular vendor. So that's the piece that me, most people miss is that your vendors can make or break your business and yet they're not even in a real relationship where you're celebrating wins. So this is a, a masterclass on how to help them win for your business. I believe in this principle of never sidecarring, meaning I'm never gonna hire a marketing company to drive my revenue and not be involved in it. Now, that doesn't mean that I don't have a lot of vendors helping us in the marketing. We do because there's expertise that we don't in-house internally have, but I'm not out there paying them and then expecting a result and not being with them in, in the entire process. So the, the wild idea, and you know what a sidecar is, you know, if you're on the freeway and you're a motorcycle and there's a little sidecar and you get into an accident, well, it's the person in that little sidecar that gets thrown, that dies, that, you know, that just doesn't have a good experience when there's a problem or an accident. And so our principle is never sidecar, meaning we're never gonna hire a vendor and then expect them to do all the work and not be in it with them through the entire process to make sure that we're getting the outcome or the result that we want. And so this one principle has saved me millions of dollars and I hope this is about how to hire the right vendors, hold them accountable, get into contract. All of this stuff will help you grow and scale your business.